our story today. Uh, if you have grown up in church at all, it's about the prodigal son. And for those of us who have not grown up in church, I'll kind of try to summarize it and talk about it as I go through uh, the sermon today. But we heard this story a lot of times in church, and as I usually know to do, I have looked at it in a different way, and I'm asking us to consider it in a different way. Um, this story about the prodigal son, we have to also keep it in context. Uh, oftentimes we look at stories and we separate it from the story that came before it. It's, it's as if there was a preparation that was done around the scripture. It's separated from the top and the bottom of what is actually going on. But this story is connected to some other stories in the text. At the top of this scripture, in this chapter, it says all the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around Jesus to listen to him. And oh, our good old friends, the Pharisees and the legal experts. Y'all know the Pharisees, the religious types. You know the ones. Everybody else is going to hell except for them. Those people are gathering around Jesus and then the legal experts. You know, those other people that can tell you about how you are supposed to leave according to what the Bible says, but they, their life is in shambles and a hot mess. Those legal experts. All of these good old sanctified, religious, justified, and holy folks were sitting around talking to Jesus and asking Jesus, or talking about Jesus and saying that this Jesus guy, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And Jesus began to tell the parable about the lost sheep. You may remember the lost sheep. You got 99 and one goes astray, you go after that other one, the lost sheep. Then the parable about the lost coin, the woman that rejoices about the coin that was lost. And as Jesus was known to do, he had to repeat himself, and he had to tell the story and example and give it in different ways because the people just weren't giving. Nothing has changed much today. We also have to hear from Jesus in different ways over and over and over again about the same thing. So Jesus then says, a certain man had two sons. And one of the sons decided that he wanted all of his inheritance. And goes to the father and says, give me my inheritance, give me what is due. Now, according to the cultural context here, this was like going to your father and saying, I wish you were dead, give me my money now. I am done with you. You have outlived your usefulness, I just want to take my money and run. I just want to get the money and go and do what I want to do and start my own life and be my own man, be my own woman somewhere else. I'm tired of sitting around here in your shadow, on your property, living in your house, having to abide by your rules. Give me my money, my property, my livestock, and let me 
now in this culture in the Middle East at this time, what should have happened is the father should not have taken his ring off and gave it to him. What usually would have happened is he would have got that good back hand. Some of y'all grew up with that. Y'all know about the back hand. Yeah, they've been doing it for a long time, thousands of years. Good back hand. But the father instead says, here is your inheritance. Go. Live your life. And so he goes off and lives his life. And he's living a good life. He's buying everything that he wants. He's up in the Galleria. He's in Hermes. He's in Louis Vuitton. He's went down there and got up a bit and an He's in a kitchen and he's also stylish. He's got it all. Got all the money, eating all the great food. And what do you know? And some of us are guilty of this. I won't point any fingers, but uh, $100,000, $200,000, a million dollars ain't nothing if you didn't earn it and it just dropped in your lap. It tends to evaporate quickly. I can tell you two people right now today that have burned through $100,000 in a short, short period of time. All this extravagant living, no rules, doing whatever he wants, and he's out here in this foreign land. And so he eventually has to go and work for somebody. He has to feed the pigs, the people he goes to work for. He said he hired himself out. What that means is not that he was actually, the word there in the Greek is not that he was even actually hired and earning an hourly wage. What it means is that he was working for food and for shelter. He wasn't even really getting paid. He was just working for food and for shelter. And he was so hungry that he saw the food that the pigs were eating and he wanted. One day you're eating at a five-star restaurant, the nice prime rib, and the next day you are sitting there looking at the food that you're feeding the pigs, wanting to eat that particular food. It says he longed to eat his fill from what the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. And then here's one of the parts that I like in Scripture when Scripture does that. It said, when he came to his senses, when he came to himself, when he came to his senses, his right mind, Jody, as she said, his right mind. Scripture records that this is not about, this is how we've been taught it. He doesn't repent. That's not what's being said here when he came to his senses. Actually, what is said is something similar to holding up a mirror and looking at yourself and finally understanding who and what you are and where you are currently at in your life. So when he had held up the mirror to himself and was aware of exactly what he had done, he didn't repent. He got a bright idea. As most of us do. We're not quick to 
repent and to say, God, change me, help change my being, let me turn around and return to you. Instead, we come to ourselves and we say, this is not who we want to be. This is not the life we want to live. This is not what I believe God is calling me to do. So, I got a bright idea. Let me go to church so I can tell God how to fix me. I got a great idea. Let me go return unto the Father to tell the Father what I need. So he got this bright idea and he decides, let me go back to my Father. Here's my bright idea. I'm going to go back to my Father and I'm going to say, let me work off this debt. Let me pay you all the money back and let me come back home. So him and his bright ideas, he's strolling down the street. And the father sees him from a distance coming towards him. And the scripture says the father ran down the road to go and greet him. He ran to go and greet him. And then and in that moment, the son realized something a little bit different from what his idea was about what was what was supposed to happen or what wasn't supposed to happen. You see, this father goes running, which is also very shameful for a man to do. He runs to his son as, not in our context, but in this context, as what a woman would do. He runs to his son as what children would do. Men in this culture did not run. So he commits the shameful, costly act of running down the road to go and to greet his son. Then when he gets to his son, what does it say he gives him? He gives him sandals and jewelry. He gives him all of these things. So the father, who has been shamed and disowned by his own son, decides to run down the street and to publicly shame and disown himself so that he can embrace his son. Then at that point, the son realized my right idea was not my father's idea. My idea of paying back what I owed is not actually what was necessary. The father that was running was running because he knew what was necessary in this particular instance. It was not about the money. It was never about the money. The father goes running because the child has returned home and relationship can be restored. Oftentimes we think that we have the right answer about what is going to fix our particular struggle or our particular situation. But God is moving down the road, or as they say in the biz, God is easing on down the road to come to say, no, what will fix your situation is for us to reestablish this relationship. It is the broken relationship that has caused the problem. It is not the money you spent or the slop you wanted to eat. It is the fact that the relationship has been broken and it needs to be mended. 
lost in the materiality, lost in what the world has said is the thing that should be what it is about. But all along, Jesus, God, eases on down this road to say, I want you. I am chasing you down with grace, with love, and hope, and everything that you need to get through this. But it is about reestablishing the relationship. You thought it was about the sickness in your body. You thought it was about the job that you lost. You thought it was about all those people that hurt you. I didn't send it to you. I don't want it for you. But if you would just calm down this road, I will ease on down the road to come and meet you. I will move down this road to move in your life. Help me to help you by reestablishing this relationship. My God, relationship. And then, as most folks do, there's always somebody to side Because remember, there was another brother that stayed, that stayed at the church, that prayed faithfully, that was praying for him to get saved. We were praying for them to get saved, but not praying for a relationship to be reestablished. Because a relationship can only be between me, because I'm holier and better than everybody else. And they out there running around, they want to come in here and be reconnected to God again. Oh, no, we can't have that. Be saved in the last few. Don't be saved on the front. And this son is side-eyed. He's looking crazy. Like, what, what you, you slaughtered the fat cat? You put jewelry on him after everything that he has done. You welcome him back. How would you do this? And the father's like, this is about the relationship. So now, one son becomes found and the other son becomes lost in the same house. It is about reestablishing the relationship. What this means for us is that over and over and over again, season after season of Lent and Advent, even in this moment right now, this story helps us to understand we are the Father in some instances. We are the one who was lost in some instances. And we're also the side-eyed son that's not happy that somebody has found a grace that we don't think deserves. And so in every moment of the day, we have a choice to decide whatever brokenness that is happening, wherever we find ourselves in that moment, it's another moment to reestablish relationship and connection with God. I heard Reverend William Barber say uh, this last week, he said something towards the end of the presentation because, you know, there's a lot of folks that get all riled up about President Trump. And he said, you know what? Everything that 
you believe is in him to do that you don't like is also in you to do. That you are capable of doing anything that anybody else does that you don't like. That same thing is in you. And since none of us have ascended unto the Father yet, and since none of us have attained perfection, and since none of us are ready to move towards the cross, I would submit that every day we have a new opportunity to decide how we are going to be in relationship with God. Every day we have a new opportunity to open ourselves and to understand that as I preached several months ago, that we are naturally good, but we are capable of doing some things that are not so great. And as we do the things that are not so great, and as we plan to grow our lives and change our lives and grow our church through this season of Lent, let us not forget that it is about the relationship. Let us not forget that every time that we find ourselves in situations that we cannot get out of, that we have to remember it is about our relationship so that God can show us and guide us and lead us through all of the struggles that we find in life. This Sunday, I want us to remember that God moves down the road. I was in the shower this morning and it came to me. He's on down, he's on down, down the road. It's from the Wiz. If you haven't seen the Wiz, you gotta see it. God eases on down the road to meet us, even when we can't finish the walk down the road. Where is God seeking to meet you on the road today? Where is God? seeking to bestow upon you blessings of love and grace and peace as we continue towards the cross and towards the resurrection let us meet god on the road amen <laughs>